Yeah, that's him right there, man. What's up, man? Good to see you. Got your text. Man, you, we're going to start giving you the key, man, if you're coming already like that. Huh? Give you all the key. What's up, man? Hey, we're getting earlier and I earlier. I know, right? I know, hey. Start making y'all, start giving y'all ingredients to make donuts too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, I think so, brother. No. Hey, you can have someone help if you need it. Ryan, Ryan, you want a full help for the sermon, the church service? But everybody gets one, though, right now, though. Testing one, two, testing. Testing one, two, testing one, two. I'm trying to see if this microphone is working. One second, let's see. Yeah, the sermon notes, yeah. Not the Sunday school class, but the sermon. Okay, see here. Uh, this one right here. Yeah, that one. And this one's separate. Yes, sir. Testing one, two, testing. Testing one, two, testing. Okay. Testing one, two. All right. Testing one, two. Testing. Hello. Yeah, the axe go inside. Yes, sir. Hello there. All right. You can't hear us. Man, it feels a lot better, brother. Whew. Oh, man, I know, right? You need like a hot. Yeah. Well, that wears you out too, doesn't it? Huh? All right, testing. All right, testing one, two, there we go. Keep forgetting which microphone is which. All right, good morning. We're gonna go ahead and get started, everybody. Uh, good to see everybody here and and uh, ready to go. I hope and trust the Lord's been good and been enc encouraging your heart. Uh, keep in prayer, uh, just uh, everybody who's physically hurt. We know we're still praying for Sister Clem and, and Bob and just continue their healing and their, and their, and their strength every day. There's many more like that going through things, so just keep people in, in prayer. Uh, I'm going to ask here, let's see here, Oscar, would you open us in prayer, brother?
Amen. That's right. All right. Take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Romans, uh, Romans chapter number eight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and continue uh, along the lines of understanding what the believer has. And the Bible talks about that there's uh, seven, there's a lot of promises that we have. You know that, right? The Bible is a love letter. If you, you know, God wrote his, his word for us to, to read, to learn, to study, and it's, and it's all done out of love. And so those, his word is full of truth, is full of, is full of promises. Um, hey, y'all just find a seat wherever you guys want to sit, man. Just don't sit too far away, that's all. Don't be like a Philip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Philip, way in the back, boy, I tell you. He, tried to, he tries to sneak away like I don't see him back there. <laughs> I got glasses, brother. I can see you. <laughs> it's time for a checkup, though. <laughs> My eyes are getting blurry again. <laughs> got to go every year. But now, take the Bibles. Romans 8 is where we are today. Uh, if you didn't get a sermon notes uh, for today, can you you gave them out? Oh, thank you. You got, you're quick. Uh, we're, there's two of them. We got the... So just kind of don't get confused. Uh, I got a printout for today's class, which is called The Believer Has a New, and then there are seven things there. And then the second one, what was that, Amy? Oh, you need one? All right. And the middle one? Okay. She needs two, brother. Yeah. And then the next one is Acts 16. Um, so that's going to be the sermon for today later on. Um, so, so just keep those separate. All right, so we're going through Romans 8 today, and so one of the things that I want to talk to you guys about is understanding the truth. You know, one of the things that we do, the reason why we come to church, the reason why we read our Bible is, is, is to learn, to grow, to understand, um, and, and, and I, really, I really feel the need, maybe not so much for you guys here, but for the church and, and well, I mean, all of us, but for pe some people to understand the promises of God, because we got to believe these promises. Amen. And, and, and these promises are true. I mean, these promises, you, you start putting faith to God's promises. You, you, you'll see miracles. You'll see your life change. You'll see God. Do, he could do anything and everything. And the greatest miracle is the saving of our souls. That's the greatest miracle of saving our souls. Just because you get saved doesn't mean that you're going to get your hands and your arms back, you know, if you, if you were lost without arms, right? That doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that everything gets fixed and, and, and everything that's broken gets unbroken. Um, no, it means that you now have a relationship with God, and now your name, you, you, are, you are in Christ, and Christ is in you. And everything, everything, and every everything Christ is, you now have it, and you have possession of it. And so that's what that's what we are learning today. So we're learning today some things about about the believers' uh, uh, promise from God. So the first one we're going to look at is found in the first four verses of Romans chapter eight. So let's turn there, Romans chapter eight, verses one through four. Uh, it says this: It says, "There is therefore now no condemnation." To them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of, his sin, of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. 
that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. So there's a few things I want us to get here. Okay, so there's there's a lot to talk about. Right. And I tell you, you probably remember back in your days reading this and your study of this, there's so much joy and happiness and peace that we get from that. But the very first thing that we need to understand about the believer, the Bible teaches us the believer has a new position, a new position. Now, when I mean a new position, I didn't mean that you got you got a new job. OK, now you got promoted. <laughs> yeah, right. Some of us are like, man, I've been I've been praying for a new job. <laughs> I, was, I was I've been praying for a salary increase. Now, all those things, God definitely provides our needs, and he definitely knows what we need, and he takes care of our needs, right? And uh, I, could tell you, I could tell you from a personal testimony, and I'm sure you can too, that if you, ha- if you were at a job and, and, or you had some needs, whatever your job was or your needs were, you take it to God. God helps you with those needs, right? He provides, and he makes a way. So I could tell you we know that's true. But what we're talking about today is a position from where – we're no longer of just earthly people. We're now heavenly people. All right. And that's a, and that's pretty encouraging. We're not we're not just on this earth trying to look and search for science to try to help us to understand where we're going when we die. <laughs> OK, our, if our hope is just here, then then it, it is miserable. It is hopeless. It's terrible. Right. It's like, what, what do you have nothing to live for? You got nothing to live for. You got just, just, you're just living to die, right? But that's not the truth. That's not what the Bible teaches us. So today we're going to talk about our positions in Christ. When we put faith and trust in Christ, now we are in Christ. And where's Christ right now? He's in the heaven. He's, I mean, he's everywhere, but he's in heaven. Okay. And that's what the Lord teaches us. He's, he's preparing a place for us. So go, those who are in Christ are going to go where when they die? In heaven. Okay, so let's look at the scripture. I want to I want to look at a few things here. So we are in Christ by faith. We're no longer separated from Christ by our unbelief. Our unbelief is what kept us separated. Right. I mean, God, God loves us. He made us. He, you know, he gives us hurt. He gives us life to use it as a gift. But how we use it is our gift back to God and, and the unbeliever has not seen God. They don't know God. They don't understand Christ, right? So so the first thing we see is that we're no longer separated, but we're now close to God. And that's position. That's the that is that is the hope, the promise that we have. Wherever you go, God is there. Whatever you do, God is doing it with you. Right? I mean there's no more separation. You can't you, you don't separate yourself from God anymore. You live, you live unto the Lord, and guess what? When you die, you die unto the Lord. Amen. And that's good. I mean, that's that's good news. That's why the Bible's called the gospel. That's good news because we're all going to die. We're all going to stand before God one day. We better be ready. We better be ready. And 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 there is no reason why for us not to be ready because God loves us so much. He's done all the work. Amen. It is us for us to receive it and believe it and accept it and walk in it. So number one is so we're now in Christ. Okay. When we are in Christ, we have what? The righteousness of Christ too. And that's something he clothes us. You ever seen somebody share? You ever share your jacket with somebody? You ever share a pair of shoes with somebody, a shirt with somebody? And it was your clothes, but you, you offer their clothing. You offer your clothing. Say, hey, where are my shirt? Where are my clothes? 
Well, that's what God does when you're in Christ. You share his righteousness. Because Christ is alive and well, Christ promises to all those that believe in him will be there with him as well, alive and well. <laughs> Amen? And that's just a wonderful blessing. That's a promise, man. Christ is alive. He's well. Today, we're going to be talking about that in church a little bit. I mean, if anybody ever wants to get saved, if you just want to get saved, you just talk to Jesus. He's right here right now with us. God's right here with us. And I'm telling you, you just got to talk to him. That's all you got to do. You just talk to him and say, hey, but it takes faith, right? <laughs> That's the tricky part for some people. Yeah, it just takes the faith. And, and, and that faith, that faith will be there. I mean, it, it, I remember on my journey with the Lord, and maybe you, you, all of us have a testimony here. It, it took me some time to talk with God with my, about faith, too. So don't, don't feel bad if, if you're on your journey trying to discover your faith. It took me, it took me I would say, probably about almost two years to find God. I knew he was there. I knew he was always reaching out to me, and I, I, was, I had a real conversation with God every day. All right, God, if you, if you want me, you got to help me with this. God, you got to show me something. God, you got to do, you got to just help me to understand. Give me some knowledge. Give me some help. And God always did, and he always provided, and he always made a way. And so, so, um, so that's, that's what we understand about the Lord, about his promises. All right, the, the second thing we're going to see is in verse number two. All right, Romans 8, verse number two. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me what? Free from the law of sin and death. All right. So the so Christ made me free. So my position is now a free position. What was my position before Christ? It was what again? Full of sin. And what does sin do to us? It kills us. And then and and what's the opposite of free though? bondage, slavery, imprisonment. Well, that's what sin does. That's what that's who we were, right, before Christ. We, we were under the bondage of sin. People today, without Christ, what, what are they? Under the bondage of sin. And, and so they're, they're slaves to sin. Their master is sin. Um, their, their position is to go towards sin, and we're going to see this a little bit later, about the guests that we now have. The guest, the Holy Spirit is our guest. He helps us to overcome those things. Amen. And he changes our hearts. And that's part of the miracle that God does. He puts, God puts his spirit in us. So, but this position that we have is not free. Uh, we're not, we're not under bondage. We're, we don't have to fear uh, the penalty of sin anymore. That's been paid on the cross. Amen. Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. All right. We sing that song. We love it. You know, um, what could wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, right? And so our position is, is free. So that's a good thing to, to understand. It says, and because you are, because you belong to Christ, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed us from the power of sin that leads us to death. And that's what sin does. Like, like you just said, the, the, the penalty of sin is death. The penalty of sin is death. And we talked about that already, that um, that's why we need Christ. That's why we need Jesus. We need Jesus because we're sinners. And we're sinners on our way to hell. And, and Christ died to set us free. And so, so when we become believers, that certainty of a new position is ours. I mean, that's why, we, that's why we're not afraid of dying. Amen? You know, this is why when Christians die, you know, don't, don't mourn my death, celebrate my death. I'm going home. I'm going to a better place. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I like what somebody said, uh, so, you know, if you ever meet another Christian and on, on a faraway journey and you're not sure you're going to see him again, you say, well, I see you here, there, or I see you in the air. <laughs> you ever heard that before? <laughs> All right. I remember someone told me that before. I was like, hey, man, that's right. I'll see you here or there, but I'll for sure will see you in the air. Amen. With Christ in the heavens. So, so, so praise God. So this, so this, this uh, freeness, this newness, this um, escape from death escape from the of, of the punishment that's our that's our that's our choice it's our choice to choose christ it's our choice to be in a position and that and that choice is for who everybody it's a whosoever right whosoever will type of gospel and so jesus cares about everybody he wants everybody he wants to change everybody he wants to help everybody uh he loves everybody he died for everybody right there's not a single person on this earth that jesus didn't die for Amen. He died for everybody. And I mean, that's, and that's good news. I can't keep repeating. You can't repeat that enough. Good news. Right? That's the gospel. The gospel. That's what the word gospel means. Good news. All right. Verse number three. Verse number three. So he goes on about this position. He goes, and for what the law could not do, because it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. And so he describes it right there, doesn't he? Says, look, uh, you were on trial, guilty, guilty sinner, right? And that's all we're all, we were all guilty. I mean, we put on the suit, you know, got a name, had a name on there. You had your badge taken. You, you, you were, you were on, you, you were prisoner. You didn't know it, but you were, <laughs> right? We, we didn't know it, but we were. And so, uh, we were guilty, 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 guilty. And then somebody came to the judge and said, I, I would take, I want to pay the crime for this person. Amen. Wow. I want to pay. I want to do the time for this person. I, I want to pay their penalty. I want to do their time. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. That's why the cross with, to Christ was such an agony. It was such a pain. It was such a, it was, it, it, he went there. He wanted to go there, but it wasn't an easy thing to do for him. He did it with joy though. And it, yes. Yes, and, and that teaches us a lesson about the pains we go through, right? The pains you go through are not going to be easy, but if you go with God, it will always be full of joy, amen? Full of happiness, full of peace, full of love, full of comfort. And so that doesn't exclude, just because you become a Christian doesn't exclude pain, doesn't remove it, doesn't delete it, does your, no, it just means now you're, you could go through this life with somebody who's greater than life, the life giver, the, the almighty. And, and that's what we're talking about, man. That, that's something what the Bible teaches us. And so, so, so that's where we could take comfort in. We could take hope and take comfort that, man, I'm not alone. We're not alone in this journey. We're not alone. Don't ever think you're alone, okay? And, you, and I know you guys know that. So, so the Lord Jesus came to be man's representative. We, need, we needed a representative desperately. <laughs> you ever... You, you ever, you ever, you know, America does something pretty cool, and I don't, I don't know if other countries do it or not, but in America, if you're too poor to have a lawyer, one will be given to you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Might not be a good lawyer, but you get a lawyer, <laughs> right? And that's, and I remember that I'm like, man, like, and they don't help. Why even give me a lawyer? You never helped me. <laughs> made it worse, I think, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't know. But um, um, but but a, someone to represent you, and that's what Jesus is. 
Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it talks about that there's only one mediator. That word mediator means a representative. There's only one person represents the 1 Timothy chapter 2, 5, I think it is, at, between man and God, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And that's why we refuse going to statues and idols. That's why we refuse to go to any other person that, because they, the Bible makes it very clear that there isn't two. It's not Jesus and Jesus' mother and, and Jesus and Saint somebody. It's not. As much as these were good people, it's like saying, well, I go to Paul. Paul's like, don't go to me. <laughs> I didn't die for you. Right? I mean, even Mary, she would say the same thing. Don't go to me. I didn't die on the cross for you. Right? Go to go to go to go to Jesus. And and so she had to go to Jesus too. So so um, but yeah, so he he was our representative to get this position. He 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 represented us to get from a guilty criminal death penalty, and he represented us to give us a new position. And that's such a that's such a wonderful thing right there. Amen. Such a wonderful joy. All right, let's go to verse number four. All right, verse number four says this. He says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So here we see this position that we have. It's, it's a, what kind of position is it? It's a spirit-filled position. It's no longer without God. It's, it's, it's in his spirit. We're not just walking alone. We're walking with somebody else. And he gets into that a little bit more later on. So he did this so that we could have that we could be, that the just of the law, we will be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead we follow the spirit. So, so this was done for us so that we won't continue to follow the sinful nature because the sinful nature is strong. It, is, it was, it, before Christ, you, you did what you did, pretty much what the sinful nature wanted you to do. There was no, no other, you had no other master but, but sin. But now as a Christian, you have a new master. Amen. That's God. That's the spirit of God in us. And so his spirit in us is giving us direction, giving us hope, giving us peace. And so that's what it says here. So it goes on and says that we don't walk not after the flesh, but we're walking after the spirit. And what does that walk represent? That walk represents you, represents your life, represents everything you do, who you are. This is your walk. You're on your walk with the Lord right here, right now, today. September 2021 is part of your walks, part of your journey. And God's called you to walk this journey, to walk this walk with him faithfully, right? Obediently, courageously, as Oscar was praying, boldly, right? With wisdom. And, and, and so that, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to walk with the Lord. There's another song that comes to my mind. He walks with me and he talks with me all the day long. There's a song that I think Oscar likes. It's called, what is in the garden, right? And so he, we're in the garden with him all the time, talking with God, spending time with the Lord. So this new position, that, that's what this new position is. So, so, uh, so that's, that's the position. I, and, I, and, and there's so much more that we can say about that, but I think you got the point. I think God's the, right here in Romans 8, verses 1 to 4, is making that point really clear. It's one, I wanted you guys to see that and get that. Now, verses 5 through 13 we see the second certainty that we have, and that's the Holy Spirit, the guests. Okay, how how are you treating your guests, everybody? <laughs> uh, right. Uh oh. Hold on. <laughs> how do you treat your guests? <laughs> mm. 
we treat our guests with, with, with the best hospitality possible. Well, that's how we ought to be treating God who's in us, right? That's how we ought to be treating the spirit of God who's in us, treating him with the best hospitality as possible, giving your best to the Lord and to his leading and to his direction. Okay, so let's go on. Let's, let's look at that. This is, this is verses 5 to 13, okay? All right, verse 5 says this. For they that are after the flesh, they do what? They monitor things of the flesh that they, that they are, but they that are after the spirit do mind the things that are of the spirit. So here he's getting into the guests. That's who our guest is. And so Paul, Paul wanted, us, wanted us to know that God's spirit is, is powerful, is present, and, and has given us, has helped us to get this position. Without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to see life, right? Without the Holy Spirit, there is no salvation. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no changed life. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no conversion. There is no regeneration. There is no, no alive. You're still dead in your sins. The Holy Spirit makes you alive, makes you quicken, okay? But this new guess is in us. And so the Bible makes this clear in verse number five. And it says this, that, that we're now minding the things of the spirit, right? How do you know you got the spirit of God in you? Huh? Conviction? Yeah, there's conviction, you, right? Would y'all agree? What else? How else did you know the Holy Spirit of God is in you? You're doing the things that the spirit, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, he changes us. Yeah, and he can change anybody, right? Anybody can have the Holy Spirit. Anybody who asks and calls and, and in faith and turns and repents, right, turns from believing against the God to start believing in God and ask him in faith to have the Holy Spirit. And so that's how you start knowing that you have the Spirit. And, and you start, and, and to be more specific, it says in this verse, you're starting to mind. That word mind means you're, you're regarding as truth. Right. You ever do you guys mind the speed limits or <laughs> right? Do you guys mind the laws? You should not just the speed limit laws. We should mind them. I mean, you, we, that's what they're for. Now, obviously, there's a law that tells you to disobey God. We don't mind it. But regular laws, we should. What are some laws we mind that you like and don't like? <laughs> huh? The seatbelt. There you go. Yeah, who likes wearing seatbelts? I don't like wearing seatbelts, but I know they protect me. And I know if I'm on the freeway, I'm actually thankful for a seatbelt, maybe. <laughs> maybe I still, maybe I kind of do like the seatbelts after all, maybe. <laughs> but they're uncomfortable. Okay, anybody else? What else other laws that we like or don't like? Mel? A mask. I don't like wearing masks. <laughs> right? Man, I tell you. Hard to breathe, man, I tell you. I think we have learned how to adapt with masks, but <laughs> but we do not like them. I tell you, good. Anybody else? We can all think of something, right? Just just mask, seat belts, huh? Insurance. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Oh boy, we're getting political here. I see now, real quick. <laughs> when we start talking about law, we're talking about politics. I see that. That was a. Uh, I should have seen that one coming, <laughs> but but the, there's and that's true though, right? These policies, 
You know, I mean, here's one. I don't like having to pay taxes and, and our tax dollar goes and supports ungodly things. Right? I don't like that. I don't like that our taxpayer goes and, and supports things that are unbiblical and, and that are not Christ-honoring. But those are laws, and, and unless we pray and, and, and stand against them, they're going to happen. But, the, but, but here's the point. Why have we talked about that? Here's the point. The Holy, the Holy Spirit here. Let's see. Let's get back to verse number five. Um, we do mind the things of the Spirit of God. Just like we have to pay the taxes, wear the seatbelts, wear the, you know, do these things. If you're saved, you're going to want to mind those things that God is leading you to do. That's a good evidence that you're saved. And that's an evidence. That that's, that's, that's only you, only God and you know if you're saved, right? And, and, and how can you tell? We can't, the only way we can tell somebody else is saved is by their, by their fruits, by their choices, by their convictions, I like what you said earlier, convictions, by what they mind, by what they mind. And, and I tell you, uh, somebody said like this a long time ago. It says, when you get saved, your, uh, your wanter changes. <laughs> you don't, you no longer, you don't, I used to want to do this, but now I got saved. I got born again. I got the spirit of God. I, I want to do this now. My wanter change. And, and that is, that's not because of me. That's because of him, because of God and God's power and God's influence. He changed us. His, so he changed our, our wanter, and that's what he's talking about here. So the guest changes us, right? How many guys, when you invite someone over your house, you, you still pick your nose and pick your toes and, and, and in front of public? No, your guest comes. You want to put your – you want to keep your socks and your shoes on maybe and make sure you take a bath and your feet don't stink and <laughs> – you know, you want to, you pick things off of the floor a little bit, right? You got to guess. You got to guess. Hey, you want to, you want the notes for today? Did you get them? Okay. But we got to guess. And so because of our guests, we treat, we treat our guests right. And so that's what we're talking about. The guest comes into our house, into our hearts, comes into our souls, comes into our lives, and he changes us. All right. So look at verse number, uh, verse number uh, six here. Verse number six goes on and says, for to be carnally minded. Okay, that's the word fleshly, carnal. This is where we get chilicon uh, carnal, chilicon carnal. To be carnally minded is, is death. It's death. So, there, so we need to, you know, we need to make sure, you know, there's a twofold here. There, there's one, two, two. There's, there's two challenges here. For one is to see if you're saved. If you're not saved, get saved. And then for number two is those who are saved, who are starting to drift away back into carnality minded again, right? To get out of that. And so there's that twofold application there. But those who are carnally minded is, is, uh, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Okay, life and peace. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Amen. And, and so 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 this is what the guest wants. This is what God wants. God is the guest. God is our guest. He wants to come in and he wants to lead us and he wants to show us and he wants to teach us and he wants to equip us. All the things we've been preaching about. Amen. Equipping us, empowering us, leading us, guiding us. He wants to teach you. He wants to help you. He wants to motivate you and move you. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he wants to he wants to. He wants to have, he wants to do all these things in us, 
and, and, as a, and we as believers need to allow him. And, and we want to. And as a believer, you want to let God, but you, we have to do it in a way that is, that is smart and wise and prudent. It's, it's, it's a balanced. There's, 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 uh, there's boundaries. And we got we to gotta do all these things. But we got to do it fervently with conviction and compassion. Okay, and, and, and that's what God, and, and we got to be careful. We got to be careful that we do not, we, we don't get so busy doing the other things that we're not, for, we're forgiven due to the, game, the things God calls us to do. Okay, all right, <clears throat> let's see here. Let's go to verse number eight, or yeah, verse number eight. So it says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Can I ask you a question real quick? Does anything in the flesh please God? No. Uh oh. <laughs> Nothing in the flesh pleases God. So we we need to discern what is of the flesh and what's of the spirit. Then, right? You could just take that one verse and preach a whole sermon, 30, 30 minutes, an hour sermon, and those that are of the flesh don't please God. That a, that we could we could break that up and start saying, well, what what is the things of the flesh? And and you know, and this is where I think the Holy Spirit. This is where we evaluate ourselves. Okay. This, I, I, you know, this is where we see good examples around us. You know, this is where we look to other godly Christians that are walking with the Lord and we see what they're doing. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to do everything that everyone else is doing, but we could get a good examples from good testimonies. People are, t- are good godly Christians. You here, you guys, your testimonies to those new believers are just coming to the faith. You know that? You know who they're looking at? They're looking at you. They're looking at you. Okay, say that again. Say, say, new believers are looking at me. Say that. They're looking at you. You know why they're looking at you? So they can know what what, what a Christian looks like and what a Christian should do. So, so you you so they ought to, woo, wait a second. I better be careful then, right? <laughs> I mean, we ought to be thinking twice about what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. You know, there's there's a big question that everybody here needs to answer. You know what that question is? Why? Why did you do what you do? Why this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? If you can answer every question that you have, why you're doing it, and you're saying, well, I do it because God said it. I do it because God told me to do this. I'm doing it because this is this is what God told me, that part of my responsibility, part of my, part of, uh, th- there's a scripture that backs it up, then you're doing good. But if you're doing it, and you cannot find scripture, or you cannot find a godly principle, then you probably should not be what? Probably should not be doing it. <laughs> right? Now, and, and, there's, and this is like, hey, show me a scripture where God says you can't jump out of airplane and skydive. Now, I could probably tell you if you, if there's been some, if there's been some, some concerns about Parachute's not opening. <laughs> you, you just got married and you got children. The, probably you should not just go do it. <laughs> it was like the whole bungee jumping. Remember when bungee jumping was big and people were in and they were snapping and people were dying? I, I think hey, nothing wrong with going bungee jumping, even though I, I can't stand that with that whole whiplash over your head and all that stuff. That just will hurt me. I never wanted to do it. But if a Christian wanted to go bungee jumping, I would say you need to really consider what you're doing. 
<laughs> brother, you got a family now, you got children, you got responsibilities. You better consider that. And there's nothing that's not scripture that says you can't go bungee jumping. So you see, so you gotta be careful now. There's other things. So you got so we're but there's you know, you get what I'm saying though. But if you're going bungee jumping every weekend <laughs> and you're neglecting your service to the Lord, and you're not and you're not reaching out to people, you're not serving God, then then I could tell you right away, bungee jumping is not for you right now. You you got an addiction, man. <laughs> And you got an addiction, okay? And your addiction is called sports. You got an idol, <laughs> a little little eye. You got a little G in your life, all right? You got yeah, exactly. You're 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 satisfying that that fleshly need, and 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 um and God says to walk in the spirit, fulfill your your spiritual need. So, so anyways, so 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 you see, so that's how we understand. That's how we understand. Where when the Bible says here in Romans chapter 8, 8, which is a good way to memorize, it's a short verse. We all can memorize this verse. Let's say it, let's, let's, let me say it again, and, and I want you to read it. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8, 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Say it one more time. Romans 8, 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. There you go. I hope you know, I hope if I say it three more times, man, it'd be good. Keep on saying that verse. That's a good verse to know. Romans 8 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Let's see if I forget later. <laughs> Don't ask me later. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Romans 8 8. But no, that's how you memorize scripture. And that we should. But it's a good verse to memorize. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So we're talking about the guests, we're talking about the person that we have in our life. And, and the Holy Spirit gets grieved. The Holy Spirit gets grieved. You know, we could grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, you could quench him and grieve him. That means you could, you could, you know, not listen to his voice and refuse his leading. Christians could do that. We shouldn't do it, but we can do it. And so we got to be careful with that. Look at verse number nine. But you are not in the flesh. Amen, right? So Paul's talking to believers and unbelievers here. Talking to believers, so you are not of, of the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Wow, there's your challenge. There is your challenge. Do I have the guest? Is he in me? Is he in my house? Is he in my heart? That's it. And he needs to be. If he's not, then then we're not of him. We're not his. And if we're not his, then then we're gonna we're gonna suffer the consequences of that. There's consequences, guys, of not listening to God. Don't think that there isn't. <laughs> I don't think I say that enough sometimes. There's consequences for not listening to God. Yes, you could be saved. Yes, you could be lost. I don't care. Save or lost. There's still consequences for both of us. We're not listening to God. <laughs> Amen. Now, now, so, so, but yeah, we just, so you got to be careful. And this is, say that one more time. Satize faster than this. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It, yeah, because whom the Lord loves, he chastens us, huh? He loves us. He loves us. I, do you go disciplining your neighbor's kids? <laughs> 
You discipline your kids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure do. Real quick, too. <laughs> God shows, but when we were without Christ, God shows us lots of patience, lots of mercy. But I just don't, don't, do not ever, and we need to tell people this, we need to know this, don't ever um, abuse God's grace as, as, um, as, his, as, as, his, as if he won't do anything. Yeah, right? Don't, there you go, Romans there you go. I like that one. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And the answer is no. Romans 6 1. So, so God forbid. God forbid. God's like, hey, and I like Romans 8. I think it's Romans 6 8. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that should he also reap. Don't, God is not mocked. Don't, you know, you know, God, God knows we're sinners and he knows our hearts and he knows us and he knows how to deal with us, right? And he knows, and and but sin will always be punished. Sin will always, God would not excuse sin, and um, and so we got to be careful with that. So that's what he goes on and says. So verse number nine says that the guest needs to be home, needs to be present. There's no guest, then there is no relationship with God. There is no guest, then then you don't know God. God sends His guest. God sends Himself. As a guest, God comes as our guest into our hearts. All right, verse number 10. Um, he goes, and if Christ be in you, so where is Christ? In you. That's what we're talking about. Our position, our guest. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life or alive because of righteousness. Amen. Amen. So, so, so Christ comes into us and makes us alive. He changes us. He transforms us. Christ lives within us. So even though your body would die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been right with God. God, you've been made right with God. So God gives you gives you life. And so uh, that's what the guest does for us. So having Christ, having God, having God's spirit, man, I'll tell you, that's a wonderful blessing. And we understand that. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing to have Christ. You know, I, I think, I, I think, People have to try harder to run away from God and run to God. <laughs> you know, I read that the other day. Somebody said, "You will, man, whew, man, it took me a long time to find God." And 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 it's it, like, no. And someone said, "No, it, it took you, it took you a lot longer to stop running away from God because <laughs> you were running away from Him and running away from Him." And and finally, it's a lot easier to run to God. And just uh, to humble ourselves, but so that's what we have to do. Sometimes God has to break us and humble us, right? And 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 now I, I thank God for His His humbling. I thank God for His chastisement. I thank God for His His teaching of our lessons that that teach us those life principles and life truth. But the most important one, I'm glad that God had to teach me that I needed a Savior. I'm glad that I had to go through some heartaches. And some pain and some suffering for me to realize I need Jesus more than I ever realized. I thought I need Jesus, but now I know I need Jesus. I had a I had a partial understanding. Now I got a full understanding, right? And sometimes those full understandings don't come without pain and hurt and suffering, right? <laughs> and, you, and most of us here know this, right? We know that, and that's why and that's why we love him so much because we know that he's helped us to get to know him through those things and that now nothing could offend us. No one could offend us. No, nothing, 
those who love thy law, nothing shall offend you. Brother Bob would always say that. Not, those that love your law, Lord, nothing will offend them. Because we're, we're not ashamed of Christ. Romans 1.16, right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We're the power of God and salvation. To everyone that believes, it's the Jew first and also to the Greek. So I'm not ashamed. We're not offended. We love God. We love what he does. We love how he does it. He does it perfectly. He does it wonderfully. He does it great. And so we welcome him to do that. We want him to do that, okay? So that's what verse, so, so we go on and uh, <clears throat> so verse 11 says this, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Man, that's a good verse right there. I'll tell you, all the verses, you can just take, take so much time and just really talk about it. And we should. And so, but here, let's just talk about this real quick. So verse 11, he goes on, the power of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. It's power. Jesus, the Bible talks about that the Holy Spirit is the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who came to rescue Christ from the grave, the Spirit of God. And, and that same Spirit, he says, if it, if it did that for Jesus and is in you, guess what it's going to do for you? The exact same thing it did for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, it, it, yeah, it's very, very quickening, very alive. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. It's a lively hope. This is why Peter talks about that. First Peter talked about that we have a new lively hope. We're not, we have a hope that, that's alive and full of truth. And that's why Jesus talked about this, that out of your belly shall run rivers of living water. It's not a dead hope. I mean, we're alive. I mean, I'm telling you, this, this is beautiful. And, and, and God is growing in us and through us and, and doing great things. And so we get excited. Like, hey, man, we, and, and, and if we're yielding to God, and I think that's the key word, isn't it? Yield, surrender, yield and surrender. If we're yielding and surrendering to God like we should, then life comes out of us. Not our life, but his life. That's what Galatians 2.20 talks about, right? I am crucified with Christ. Remember that verse? Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Amen. And the life I'm living now in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Galatians 2.20, man, I tell you that. And so, 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 so that's what it means. That's what this guest is doing. This is what God is doing in us. He's bringing us alive in the Holy Spirit. So Paul is making this point. This is what the Spirit of God does for you. He wants us to get this. It's important that we understand our position in, in Christ, our are the, 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 the characteristics of the guest, who the guest is, who the Spirit of God is, what he does, what he's doing, how he's doing it, okay? All these things are important. We got to get this, and this is why we take time to study this. This is why we take our time to read and learn. And we're going to stop at verse number 13, uh, we're, we're verse 12 and 13. It says this, therefore, my, therefore, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh, for if we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. What are we? We're debtors. What's a debtor? Yeah, obligation, right? Responsibility, necessity, um, opportunity. All of this has been given to you been given to you by God to serve him, to walk with him, to live for him, to fellowship with him, to know him, to let his power go through you to for you to be light and salt. And so so we see here the importance. So it's not just 
This is not just for comfort, but this is also for work. This is this ought to motivate us to work for Christ, to serve the Lord, to do things for the Lord. How can you know something? How can this wonderful truth be in you and we remain still? Right? It's like, man, this is awesome. This is awesome. It's like someone who has the cure for cancer and doesn't share it. <laughs> it's like, he's like, man, I just figure out how to cure myself from cancer, but I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> man, you want to tell everybody. You want to help. This is why, <laughs> this is why sometimes you're, you're Whenever someone does something and you're like, man, you're doing it wrong. I got to say something, but man, I got to mind my business. <laughs> but you're like, you always want to say something. Don't do it like this. Do it like this. You know, it comes out of you because you know how to help people. Same thing is true with this truth, with the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, Jesus loves us. He died for you. God's spirit comes in us, man. Christ, God's waiting for you. He's right here. God's right here right now. Christ is right here right now. Just ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to save you. Hey, Dr. West, ask him to ask him to redeem you. Do that right here, right now. That's what that's the good news. Is to tell people go to Christ. When can you go? Go right now. I do it tomorrow. It might be too late. <laughs> Boast not that stuff of tomorrow. Today's the day. Well, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Help us as we go forward to really understand uh, this wonderful truth, Father, about what you have done for us in the cross, Lord, it's all about you, Jesus, and we can never not learn so much. We don't praise you enough. We don't learn enough, but we thank you for this opportunity to learn and to study your word. Let this scripture just sink into our hearts, and may it help us to live holy, godly lives for your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. <laughs> Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Hey, everybody on Zoom. How y'all doing? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you just walk to that computer, and uh, you can say hi to him. That's if he's uh, the volume is working his uh, on his end. Hey, Bob. Who, and who's on iPhone? I wonder who iPhone is. It's Latasha. Hey. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, man. It's good to have you guys. Good to see everybody. Amen. Everybody doing okay? Yes, sir. Bless. Yeah. All right. Well, we're praying for you guys. We miss. We, yeah, we miss all you guys. Good seeing y'all. All right. Truly goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. <laughs>
you mind putting that against that wall for me? Thank you, brother. Hey, Mel. Oh, never mind. Now, if you're busy, just whenever you're ready. How's Vanessa? Hello, how are you today? Good to see Fine. you. Fine, how's Vanessa? Hey. Hey. Hey, how's that? Is that, is that, is that you, Clem? Yes. Hey, I good was to see you. Ryan. Hey. Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Ryan. How's Vanessa? She had to go to work. How's Vanessa doing? She. What's that, Brian? Yeah, she had to go to work. Okay, well, I'm praying for her. She'll get another job. <laughs> Pray for you, too. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Bye. Hey, Mel. All right. All right. Yeah, get, get it all set up here. Hey, son. Hey, buddy. You could or I could. Four thirty, I got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you feel comfortable driving, if not, we could probably ask somebody here to take them. Yeah, we could ask someone here to take them. Her brother got to go to the airport. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. One, one day. Yeah, he's not. He's out of town today. Yeah, one day we just got to get you uh come out here and play with it, man. So you, so you can be ready. Oh, I got. Yep. Yeah, to make us. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Try to save this here. So, yeah, well, yeah, this is different. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to catch up because what I needed to do was I needed to post the notes onto the website. And I don't think that's on here. This is more just thing the notes already. Right. That's just a little shortcut. That's short. Have to, have yes. To to yes. Yeah. So here you go. Just log it into the actual 
Yeah, this is the actual website builder right here. So I go here, then you push this little button, and it says, "Oh, what do you want to do?" And I said, "I want to add a file." So I go files. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff oh like yeah. This, oh yeah. But of course, you know, repetition gets. Yeah, it gets quick. Yeah, go get done fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, it's easy. It's just set, set your, your yeah. Someone's calling me. Oh, I'm Uncle Martin. Hey there, Uncle. Hey, yes, sir. You haven't started church, have you? Uh, not, he, yes, we're about to right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, it, uh, it's a little close to me. I, I, I won't be able to make it. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say if you could say it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, well, let's pray right now, Theo. Okay. All right, Lord, we love you. I just thank you for my uncle. Help him, Father. I know he's been having physical health and help him overcome that. We pray, God, for his his uh, his co his people that he works with, Lord, is with. I mean, and the people that work there, just give them all good spirits. I pray, God, for a good testimony. Pray, God, Father, that you'll use my uncle while he's there. Encourage his heart. Encourage his walk with you, Lord. Help him to be strong and tough, Lord. And 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 just and uh, we love him. We, we miss him. We hope that soon he can be able to come back with us and, and have be in service. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope I hope so too. That'd be nice. Yeah. Okay. You take care now. Thanks a lot again. And say hi to everybody and your mom. Okay, surely will, Theo. Love you, God. Love you. Okay. Bye. All right, bye. The Bible study is not on uh, the Bible study is not on Facebook Live or not. Right? No. It's yeah. On Zoom, then. Yeah, it's, okay. on, it's only on Zoom. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so, for some reason, I'm having a hard time with these notes. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to be able to upload the notes after all. Yeah. So then, uh, just put here. We'll just, yeah, so we'll just put here. I'll, I'll have to try to upload it later. So I'll, I'll just put here, thank you for joining. Just say, I'll say something like that, you know? Okay, and then, uh, then I got to go here and start streaming, go live, go back to Facebook. It should pop up there. There we go. Go live here. Okay, so now this is live. This is showing live on Facebook. So now, whenever you're ready, like you just, right. yep. yes. Yes. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Okay. Who? I think so. Have you talked to him? I, I, mean, I talked to him today. He sent me a picture. He seems to be doing okay, but I don't know about his financial things and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, hold on, excuse me. Turn on the volume, or you could go to you. You could go to YouTube and turn it off on YouTube too. Yeah.
My microphone is on still. Amen, brother. You doing all right? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Talk to you a little bit. Good morning and God bless everybody. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Can y'all hear me? Testing one, two, testing one, two. Yes, we hear you. Good morning. All right. Good morning there, James. God bless you, sir. Amen. Thank you, brother. You do. All right.
Y'all want to do the special at the end? So we'll do both specials at the end. Um, Y'all want to go first? Y'all want to go last? Yes. I think Temple. I think Temple. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I think it should be fine. <laughs> it's always a change, right? We'll work it out. Take a seat. All right. Amen. Good morning. Come on in. Good morning. All right. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. If you don't have any notes, we'll have an usher come and drop off those notes to you. Amen and amen. Hey, Anthony, <laughs> do me a favor. Oh, Drew and Mel, would you do the offering today? Okay. Just but let him know that. Yeah. All right. Okay, man. All right. We're going to go ahead and get started here. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Good to see everybody here today. So thankful to the Lord's goodness and all his kindness to us. Uh, man, I tell you, we have a lot to be grateful for. There's a, there's a cool front coming. We have some rain that came. We The Lord's made us able and willing to to serve and giving us um, able bodies to do what he called us to do. So we're so grateful to the Lord. We're going to go ahead and start off with a quiet time. So this is all prepare our hearts, heads, bows, and eyes closed. And let's just talk to the Lord as we ask God to speak to our hearts for the service here. So heads, bow, eyes closed. Let's prepare our hearts today. Dear Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for bringing us here today. Lord, we pray, Father, for our hearts to be stirred up. I pray, Father, that your spirit would teach us. Lord, give us what we need to hear. We pray, Father, for our brothers and sisters in Christ that are not with us here today, Father. We just lift them up to you, Lord. Thank you, God, those who are watching and, and those who are with us on Zoom. Pray, Father, you will meet our needs. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. 
We thank you, Father, for suffering and dying for us. And, Lord, giving us, Lord, eternal life in Christ. We love you, Lord Jesus. And today we want to honor you. And today we want to glorify you. May you be honored and glorified even now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's all stand to our feet. We're going to sing 450 in our hymn book. If you want to uh, see it online back here on the screen back there, 450. It says, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? There will never be a sweeter story, a story of the Savior's love divine. Amen. The best story ever. Let's sing this song here together. There will never be a sweeter story, story of the Savior's love divine, the love that brought him from the realms of glory, just to save a sinful soul like mine. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful? Wonderful, oh, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful it is to me. Good singing, boundless as the universe around me, reaching to the fairest soul away, saving, keeping love it was that found me. That is why my heart can truly say. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful it is to me? Love beyond our human comprehending, love of God in Christ, how can it be? This is why be my theme in ever-ending, great redeeming love of Calvary. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Oh, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful it is to me? Aren't you glad for that wonderful love today? Amen. All right, 488 is our next song, 488. This song is called My Redeemer. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wonder of love to me. And I tell you, he redeems us. Today we had a good time talking about that redemption, amen? I tell you, I encourage people to come to our early morning Bible study. We get deep into the word of God. We got classes for the kids. We got classes for the grown-ups. It really teaches us what we believe about Jesus and what Jesus did for us. And the first thing we talked about was our position. Amen. We have a new position in Christ. We were away from the Lord. Now we're in the Lord. Amen. What a joy. What a blessing. And so may you continue to be a part of that as we go forward. This one says, I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. On the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. Sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased.
purchased me on the cross. He sealed my pardon, paid a debt, and made me free. I will tell the wondrous story how my lost estate to save. In his boundless love and mercy, he the ransom freely gave. Single sins of my Redeemer, with his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid a debt, and made me free. Now, as we sing that third one, aren't you glad that debt's paid? Are you guys able to pay that debt? Nope. <laughs> but Jesus was able to pay that debt. All right, on the third one. I will praise my dear Redeemer. His triumphant power I'll tell. How the victory he gives me over sin and death and hell. Sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon. Paid a debt and made me free. I will sing of my Redeemer and his heavenly love for me. He from death to life had brought me, Son of God, with him to be. Sing, oh, sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me. On the cross he sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. Amen. Well, let's all say hi to one another. Greet each other in the Lord. Everybody on Zoom, we welcome you guys. Good to see everybody. All right. Amen and amen. Charles and Robin and everybody. James, Emma, Bob. God bless you guys, everybody. Good to see y'all. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Good to have everybody. God bless everyone. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Hi, good to see you. I know, man. Yes, yeah, man, I tell you, we love it, man. I was talking to Beth. I, I was going to try to take you. If not, we'll get someone else to take you, but we'll make sure we find someone to take you to the airport so you can be there on time, okay? She just said to go get her in the nursery. Then she'll take you? Yeah. Okay, all right. Hello, Mikey. I'm Mikey. <laughs> hey, baby. Hello, Dad. 
Hey, hi. What's up there? What's up, man? Good to see you. Oh, yeah, man. Good to see you. Hey, hello. <laughs> Amen. Good, good. You look good. Are you getting taller too? Or are the heels? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, good to see you. Oh, no, right? Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm good. Good to see you. Oh, watch it. Sorry. Huh? I did. Yep, right over there. Yeah. Everybody on Zoom, hi everybody. Say hi. Everybody say hi to everybody on Zoom. Hi everybody hi, on brother. Zoom. Good to see everybody. Hi brother Jacob. Yay, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You want to wave to him, Marianne? Okay. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Either he's about to sing again or he's about to give his sermon. I don't know which. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. And welcome and greetings to everybody. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. And our prayers goes to those who are not here with us. We, we pray for them and then pray to God's power and encouragement to be upon them. Amen. Amen. So if you guys commute, those who are on Zoom, can y'all mute your uh, audio there? Thank you. All right. But good to have you. Hope you can hear me still. If you can't, let me know. But I just wanted to say a few thank you. Thank you guys for the day and the prayers. Everybody who participated and helped. Uh, so grateful for that. Uh, I tell you, the, the property looks nice and smells good. And I know somebody, I have people I said, our church is probably the safest, cleanest church in Houston, Texas. Because all the hard work was put into this church, the cleaning and the scrubbing, man, you should have smelled it. Oh, you walk into this place, it, it felt like you're walking into a Lysol bottle, just right into a Lysol bottle full of disinfectant. <laughs> Everything was killed and nothing's alive around here. I hope there's one thing that's alive, the spirit of God. Amen. <laughs> Let the Lord be alive in us and through us. So, But just praise God. I know. Some of you guys couldn't be here and just think, thank the Lord for your prayers. God gave us, the, uh, continues to give us the grace and the strength that we need to do what he calls us to do. A reminder, right after the church, uh, we're going to fellowship with the Spanish church. So guys, y'all stick around, hang out, uh, and be a part of that. We'll love to just continue to bond and fellowship. Next Sunday, the September 26th, is our Lord's Supper again. So we do that once a month where we take the Lord's Supper and just remember the Lord's death and his, and his sacrifice on the cross. And uh, and then October the 1st, I believe that's a Thursday or a Friday, we're going to be heading over to Lighthouse Baptist Church for a special service. So if you guys want to drive together, let me know if you're able to. If you can come maybe a Thursday 
in Friday night or Saturday night, let me know. We'll be heading over there to enjoy the services and just having a real good time. Um, keep praying. If you guys are interested for a camp, we're going to go out to Double Lake Campsite. We, we went there in, uh, what was it, March? Was it March? And we're going to go out there again. We're going to do some camping. We're going to have some camping equipment. Some, we're going to go live in the wilds. Take your bows and arrows. Take your guns. And we're going to just eat what we, we eat what we shoot. Okay. Whatever we get to catch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we'll bring food there. We'll have a good camp out. So if you are interested in that, please let me know. I know one or two people have told me already. So I just need to get a good head count. So if that's something you want to do, all right, there we go. We'll put you guys on there. Jet. And then we'll just start putting names together for that. Um, we're doing a an outreach. It's called Trunk or Treat. This is next month in October. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get the kids dismissed in a second. Just a second. We're doing an outreach called Trunk or Treat. This is where we decorate our cars as biblical characters like Jonah and the well or Lazarus. And we try to and we try to reach out to the community here. This is, I think it's the day that Saturday celebrating Halloween. But what we do is we reach out to the people who are here with the gospel. And we want them to know about Jesus Christ. And we want to tell them about Christ. Opportunity to share the, the, the truth of the Bible. Why Jesus came back from the dead? Because of Jesus. Why did Jonah come out of the well? Because of God's grace. And so, so just telling stories like that. So we some participation. So if you're interested in coming and being a part of that, uh, let me know and then we'll, we'll get our, have fun with that. Discipleship conference, once again, it's another thing we're doing at Arise Baptist Church and a good discipleship program there. If you're interested, let me know so we could get you uh, registered for that. Um, and then, uh, and what else? Uh, and just a few other announcements there on your bulletins. It's all on your bulletin here. So make sure you get a bulletin. You don't got a bulletin, get one. Raise your hand, get somebody to give it to you. So important that you look at the bulletin. Be a part of all the, be a part of what we're doing here at the church. Participation is so important. Participation is so important that we that we are doing what God's called us to do and and, and just helping out, helping out to, to help the church to grow, to make the church look nice. And God's given us all abilities, and we're supposed to use them for God's glory. Amen? So let's make sure we're doing that as well. All right. Let's have the ushers come at this time. Ushers come at this time. Be praying. We have a few people out, not uh, either not feeling well or out of town. or uh, So just keep praying for people that are not here with us uh, as, we, as the Lord would encourage them and, and strengthen them. Brother Mel, would you pray for us, please, brother?
All right, amen, amen. All right, well, we got two specials that we need to sing to you guys today. Anthony and his wife are going to sing a special, so they're going to go first. And then when Anthony, when they're done, we're going to have me, Anthony, and Oscar come up here, and we're going to sing a special from page 36. It's called The Mighty Fortress Is Our God. So we're excited about this. So, Anthony, go right ahead, buddy. on the mics.
we've got another special coming. Uh, you can follow us on number 36 if you want to. Uh, this one is called A Mighty Fortress Is Our God. It's a beautiful song that just speaks about the Lord's goodness and how his saving grace and his mercy is always there for us. We appreciate him. We worship him. We adore him. And we just cannot glorify him enough. We don't praise him enough. But he is our mighty fortress. No matter what we're going through, we got God on our side. And we've got God to always to look to. And I hope today that you're encouraged by his, his presence and his power. And also to understand that he has, he loves you. He loves you very much. And he wants to have an intimate walk with us to serve him. So let's be faithful to him as we sing this song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. A mighty fortress is our God. A board word never failing. Our helper, he amid a flood of mortal wills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and on with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Does as who that may be, Christ Jesus, it is He. Lord Sabbath is His name. From age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And oh, this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us. We will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage can endure. For lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. That word above all words powers. No thanks to them abided. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who is the sin. Let goods 
go. This mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. Amen. Good job, guys. All right. Good singing, man. Thank you so much. Let's turn to 353. 353. This song is called Leave It There. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. What do you do with your burdens? Do you hold on to them? Hell yeah. We could dismiss the kids at this time. Kids, y'all may be dismissed. What do you do with your burdens? Do you take them to the Lord? We should. We have a Christ. We have a Lord that allows us, gives us the ability and the permission to go to his throne and to talk to him and just let, let, him, let him know about it. You got a concern? Let him know about it. Need some help? Let him know about it. God's always there. He's there to hear our prayers. He's there to hear our quests. And this song is called, In the World from Which We Hose the Silver and Gold. And you have, oh, hold on. Let me get there. <laughs> Sometimes they were, and you have to get, get along with the meager fare. Just remember in his word how he feeds the little birds. Take your burden to the Lord. And leave it there. Let's all stand to our feet as we sing this song together. It goes kind of fast, so we got to keep up. If the world from you withholds of its silver and its gold, and you have to get along with meager fare, just remember in his word how he feeds the little bird. Take your burden to the Leave it there. Amen. Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Good singing. If your body suffer pains and your health can regain and your soul is almost sinking in despair, Jesus knows the pain you feel. He can save and he can heal. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Amen. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust him and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it there. When your youthful days are gone and always age is stealing on and your body bends beneath the weight of care, he will never leave you then. He'll go with you to the end. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust him, never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Amen. Y'all may be seated. That's a good song, wasn't it? Amen. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. I hope we're doing that. I hope we talk to the Lord about what we're going through. Take your Bibles and turn to Acts chapter 16. Take your Bibles and turn to Acts 6, 16. You know, God is so good, and he knows all about our burdens and our troubles. He knows 
what to do and how to get us out of all the trials and the troubles that we go through. And he's always there helping us on the move. The Christian life is one of movement. The Christian life is one that is serving. If you're not serving the Lord, then we're not living the Christian life. That's not living the Christian life. Amen. It's like it's like saying I like I want to be married, but I don't want to don't want to be at home. <laughs> That's not what marriage is about, right? <laughs> like I want children, but I don't want to raise them. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not what being a parent is about either. Well, being a Christian is knowing Christ and walking with Christ. And today we're going to look at Acts chapter 16. We're going to look at the movement of God's grace, talking about the grace of God in our lives. You know, God's grace, there's a quote there on your bulletin. Look at the front of your bulletin there. Uh, it, was, it was said, I think Billy Graham said it. He says, the will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. Amen? Such a beautiful thing, right? No, no matter what you're going through, God's grace is there to comfort you. That grace is powerful. And that grace is who God is. God is graceful. He's merciful. He's love. And so when you got grace, you got God. And whenever you got God, all things are possible. Amen. And that's just the beautiful thing about God. And that's why we look to him as our owner, our source, as our help. And this is why we come to church. This is why we love him. This is why we put everything else to the side. And we're in God's house on Sunday mornings. And we're here to praise him and worship him because God matters. Amen. He's everything to us. And, and we, we didn't know that before, but now we know it. We were lost, but now we're what? We're found. We were blind. Now we what? We see. Amen. Amazing grace. Right? Who wants to sing that song right now? <laughs> Got some singers. I know you guys love amazing grace. But Acts 16 here, we're going to look at a few things today. Uh, hope it will be in a blessing and encouragement. Take your notes right there. We're looking at the, the movement of God, of God's servants. When you look at the, when you see the book of Acts, when you see the whole Bible, you see God's grace moving in his people. God's grace is leading you somewhere. Not, and, God, and as a servant, you don't always know where he's leading you, but you know you're following his leading, right? You're not always sure of what he's doing, but you know he's doing something good. You're not always uh, aware of what is happening, but we know that he's working on the background, the back, behind the scenes, doing much more than we actually really know. So in Acts chapter 16, we see this. Let's read the first three verses. And we see this uh, when Paul is taking now another worker with him named Timothy. Timothy is mentioned in the Bible. There's two books in the Bible first that, that are named after Timothy that he wrote, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. This is where Timothy and Paul first meet, okay, in Acts chapter 16. Then came he to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, there came a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, or Timothy, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish and believed, and his father was a Greek, that means he was a Gentile, which was well reported by the brethren that there that, that were at Lystra and Iconium. And he will Paul have to go forth with him, and he took and he circumcised him because of the Jews, which were oh, lost my spot, which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. So here we see the story of Paul and Timothy. What did Timothy, what did Paul want to do with Timothy? Bring him. He said, hey, man, you, you got, you're doing a good work here. Amen. You're, you're, you're helping Helmut Street Baptist Church do something great. Man, but I think God is trying to get you to go to the world. This is what we call missionaries, right? I talked to a good friend of mine the other day. He goes, man, I think God's called me to evangelism. 
And evangelism means that you're sold out to go and you're trusting God to preach the gospel to church to church all over America or any other around the world. And we have from time to time, we have evangelists come to our church and they'll preach, they'll preach a revival service. And, and they have their own church, but these are men, these are, these are moms, these are husbands and wives and children taking up their goods, going and speaking for the work, the work, of, work of God to church to church. That's an evangelism. We just lost a dear fellow just a couple uh, this year, one of the greatest evangelists that 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 was that I knew besides others like Billy Graham or Billy Graham was an evangelist, by the way. If you guys know Billy Graham, that's what an evangelist is. Somebody who goes to city to city to city and preaches the Bible. His name was uh, uh, Tom Farrow. He was a good preacher. He, he lost his battle. The Lord took him home, and he's now with the Lord. But I tell you, evangelists are good. We need it. Paul was an evangelist. Paul was a missionary. Timothy is now, we see him, God is taking him from the church, not to steal from the church, but to go and be a blessing to other churches. Amen? And that's a good thing. It's a good thing when we are on the move for God. Can God move us today? <laughs> Uh-oh, watch out. It's God, can he move us? That means can he tell you to do something and you'd be like, yes, sir, right? Can God speak to our hearts in such a way where, where we'll move or are, the Bible calls it, there's some people that are called stiff neck. You know what a stiff neck is? It's like pulling a dog and a dog wants to go this way and you're telling the dog to go that way. Their neck, their neck or telling a, a mule or a donkey or, or an ox. Man, it's hard to move those stiff neck animals. Well, it's hard sometimes. We need to let our heart be soft and tender to, to God. And so Timothy is coming here on the scene and, and the Lord is trying to lead him. And, and, and look at your notes there. The Lord will lead you to where you need to be. The Lord will always lead you not to somewhere you don't need to be, but to where you need to be. So this is where it's a good thing. I remember when God called me here at Helmer Street Baptist Church in 2014. I became the pastor right here. And so many great godly men that are, are with the Lord now or they're older people. We like the Martins and the Elliges and others that moved away. So many great people that they're getting older. They're getting older. They're up in their 80s already. And they live for, and they and they can't continue to go forth. But they held the banner, they held the baton for so long. It's time for other people here in church to grab that baton and, and, and step up. Amen. It's time for you to step up. It's time for you to step up. It's time for you to step up. It's time for me to step up. And so I remember when I first came here in 2014, and 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 I I was I was praying about it in 2013, 2012, 2013. I knew God called me to ministry and. And I, I graduated Bible college. I got my training. Get your training. So important that you know what you know, that you know it, right? And you get your training. And I remember I was youth pastoring at, at, at Lighthouse Baptist Church where we're going to go for one of the special revivals. We're going to go. You're going to see one of my pastors, Michael James. You're going to get to meet him. Uh, and, and I just knew that wasn't really what God wanted me, not to be a youth pastor, but I wanted to get under his training. And I wanted to train under another godly leader, a godly man. And, and, and so I knew God led me there and I got so much good training. I thank God for my pastor out in Katy, Texas, uh, pastor Richard, but learning so much under his leadership, learning so many great things. And guess what? It prepared me to come where right here, where God will always lead you to where you need to be. And I always knew, and I still do believe that there needs to be a church right here in North Houston. Amen. There needs to be a church right here, shining bright for Jesus Christ. Churches that are shining and presenting and preaching the truth. 
helping people get saved and help them to disciple in their faith. And so this is what we're seeing here in the scriptures that the Lord was leading him. I like what the Bible verse I put on there. And this is a favorite verse. Y'all should know it. Philippians chapter one, verse number six. Being confident of this very thing, that he, who's the he? God, that he which had begun a good work in you would perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You believe that verse? I do. You believe that God is confidently leading you and you're trusting his leading? I do. I'm telling you, that's what we need to be. And so Paul is coming along Timothy and saying, hey, Timothy, man, hey, we want you to come. And I could just see Timothy saying, well, let me pray about it. Let me talk to God. And sure enough, God confirmed his heart and he went with Paul. And Paul and Timothy goes out and they're preaching the word of God and, and great things happen. But there needs to be a faith in us to trust God to lead us. we got to be moving, guys. And I think some of you guys, I see how God helped you in your life and how God is moving you and moving you and moving. It's so, so wonderful to see. Amen. It's wonderful to see God moving us. And it's beautiful. And it's like, it's a lively thing. It's, an, it's, a, it's alive. It's, a, it's something that's genuine and unique in all single, all of us here. And God is moving us and moving us. And, 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 and that's, we need to let God lead us. Look at the second thing I put there. The Lord expects us to take up our cross and to follow him. You know, we as Christians need to understand that, that there's sacrifice. There's sacrifices. If you're a Christian and you don't want to take a sacrifice, then then you don't want to really be a follower of Christ because following Christ means you're going to pick up your cross. Amen. To be a follower of Jesus Christ means that you're going to do and be whatever his will says. And, and, and there's some people that don't want that in their life. And, and, and there are people that are that they're struggling and they're not they're, they're having a hard time following God. They're having a hard time listening to God because they haven't yet surrendered. Amen. And you got to surrender. you got to be humble. you got to be surrendered to God. If you're not surrendered to God now, he'll wait for you, but you, you'll have to, there'll be, some, there'll be some pain. God knows how to break us, amen? He knows how to break us, and he breaks us, and he breaks us, and he breaks us, but because he loves us, right? And as we talked about that this morning, every time God chases us or he corrects us, because he does it out of love. And, and that's what we need to understand. God loves us enough for, not, for us to be, still and for us not to be dormant you know something that's not moving it dies right it gets it gets it gets ugly it gets moldy it gets it gets dirty what would you rather drink from a, a water stream or from a pond i want to drink from a stream of water something that's moving and flowing man that's some cleanness there something that just stuck and still you got, you got, you got to, can we boil this, please? You got to purify this. <laughs> Put it in the fire. It got germs in it. I got to clean it. It needs to be purified. It needs to be cleansed. But when we're moving for Christ, that's what, the, that's what God does. He, we're cleansed. We're moved. We're being used by God. And so Matthew 16, 28, we all should know this verse. It says, then said Jesus unto his, unto his disciples. He says, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You notice who was he talking to? He wasn't talking to unbelievers. He was talking to his disciples. God is, when God tells you to pick up your cross, that means because you're one of his disciples. He knows that the unsaved person is not going to take up their cross. He knows that a person who's not saved and not a Christian, he knows that they're not going to take up their cross, and they're not even yet believing. But those who yet believe and those who know and those who trust, we ought to make sure we're taking up our cross, and we're willing to take sacrifices, and we're willing to go for it, don't be afraid, not being ashamed of Jesus Christ. Not, not being ashamed of the cross. 
for it is the power of God unto salvation. You know, from time to time, you'll see on Facebook, you see on Twitter, you see people post things. And, and, and I don't know if they really understand what they're saying. I'm about to tell you right now. But, but they say it, and I hope they really mean it. They'll say, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I'm not ashamed. You ever seen that on, on Facebook before? Someone posted something like that? And that's what we should do. But I don't know if they really understand that. If somebody was to put a gun to your head and say, deny Jesus Christ, would you just say, hey, man, that whole church thing was just a, was just a game to me, man. Please don't kill me. <laughs> or would you say, hey, like some missionaries who got threatened with their life, and one missionary said, listen, you could kill me, but you cannot scare me or threaten me with heaven. So that's what a Christian says. Hey, kill this body. My soul lives forever with God. That's the peace and that's the confidence I have. And so we as Christians need to have that kind of peace and that kind of confidence, and we're not ashamed. But can can is that true? And that's what that's what God is wanting us to lead us to. It's to a life that's not ashamed, to a walk that's not ashamed, to a fellowship that's one with him and letting him lead us. So so he he expects us to pick up that cross. From time to time, I, I kind of have to evaluate myself. And maybe you guys are in the same boat. I might have put down the cross and let it sit on the floor too long. <laughs> I might have I might have been wearing that cross for many years. And I just kind of said, well, you know, I could kind of, I got to stretch. And I, it's, getting a little, it's getting a little hard to, to carry. Let me lay it down. And we forget that cross is there for us to carry. That cross is, is, is called to you. It's, it's God's will for your life. Is God's destiny for you? Is God's purpose for you? You, not, you and I would never fulfill God's will and God's purpose if, if we're not picking up that cross. That's what he says there. He goes, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself and pick up his cross and follow me. Man, that's a high calling. But that is who we, we love God because he first loved us. So, amen. The reason why we want to pick up the cross, the reason why we're willing to pick up the cross, the, willing, the reason why there's even a thought of picking up any cross is because of God who loved me first and picked up his cross first. Amen? See, it puts things in perspective. I'm not just picking up a cross in vain. I'm not just wearing and suffering and dying and sacrificing in vain. I'm doing it for a God who loved me and died and gave himself for me for a purpose, for a great purpose. So let's look at the next point there. So this movement is us, God's moving us, and he says, our love for God will overcome any obstacles. There's going to be obstacles in your way, in your way, in your way. And I'm telling you, they're going to always be there. But you, a movement for God, a, a leading of God in our hearts, we will never let any obstacle stop us. Look what the Bible says. Look what Paul said. Paul wrote this in Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. I love this verse. But none of these things will what? Will move me. None. He was beaten. He was, he was mistreated. He, was, he, he did a, a lot of things happen to him. People had turned their backs on him. Churches had, had, had wavered in the faith. I mean, like, I mean, you read the book of Corinthians and Galatians. You read all these churches. It, they weren't all perfect at first. Paul had to strive, and he had, he had to teach, and he had to teach, and he had to teach. He was, he was a good teacher, but not everybody was a good follower. So here he says, but listen, none of these things are going to move me. 
he goes on, he says, but he goes, neither count I my life dear to myself. He goes, look, my life doesn't even belong to me. It belongs to him. <laughs> Amen. And he goes on, he goes, so that I might finish my course with joy. That's what, I, that's what he was focused on. Paul and you and me, we got to be focused on finishing our course. Says some of us might haven't even started the course. <laughs> God's been trying to push you to start. You haven't started yet. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, help us. <laughs> we got to get started. We got to get started. And then once you get started, some of us been, some of us might have got started, but then we kind of lost track. The GPS batteries were, were dead. You got to put new batteries in. Amen. <laughs> it's called, it's called get revived. It's called get regenerated. It's called get encouraged in the Lord. It's called stir up your heart in the Lord. That's what that's called. And we do that through different types of revival meetings. We do that through prayer. We do that through coming to church. Many ways we do that to stir ourselves up in the faith. And so he wants to lead us. And he goes, none of the things move me that I might, so I might finish my course with joy, finish the with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He goes, like, that's what I want to talk about. Paul, Paul was probably was one of your coolest friends you will ever have. But Paul will always talk about Jesus. And he always wanted to talk about finishing a course for God. He always wanted to talk about keep serving the Lord. Hey, are, are, you, are, you, are you being moved by God? Is God moving you? Can he talk with you? How's your walk with the Lord? How's everything going with you? How's, how's, how's your fellowship with God? How's your prayer time? And that's what we need to make sure we're doing. This is why we come to church, man. I love seeing you guys and talking to you guys, not just during the week, but I want to see, your, I want to see you in church. I want to see you in church face to face and I want to talk with you and I want to fellowship with you and I want to eat with you and all that stuff. <laughs> Amen. Right? I'm trying to watch my ways. Be, be careful, okay? <laughs> but, but this is what it's about. And so, so Paul, Paul says, look, my love for God, my movement for God is going to overcome any obstacle. Nothing's going to slow me down. And that's, that's, what, that's what Paul said and that's what Timothy had here. Let's go to verse number 6 through 10 now. In Acts chapter 16, and look at verse number 6 through 10. He goes on, he says, And now when they have gone throughout Persia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. We're going to talk about that in just a second. And after they were come to Mysia, they assigned to go into Bethania, but the Spirit suffered them not. And so they passed by Mysia and down to Troas, and a vision appeared unto Paul in the night. And there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and what? Help us. And after that he had seen the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. So let's just talk about that. What, what, what is this talking about here? The second thing we need to understand is that our walk with God needs to be under check and under the conduct of the Holy Spirit. Can God lead us? Can God tell us what to do and direct us at any moment? And we will listen. Well, what happened here, so Paul is going up to Asia Minor. If you get a map and you'll see where Asia Minor is, it's where Turkey is now. Where Jerusalem is down here. And then you go up, you got Lebanese, you got Lebanese, and then you got Asia Minor, and then you got Spain. 
Well, Paul was preaching the gospel there, but the Holy Spirit says, no, I don't want you to go this way. I want you to go this way. And there was like 600 miles right there. 600 miles, these men are walking, <laughs> preaching the gospel. And then this God brings them a vision and says, look, there are some people who need your help in Macedonia. And so the Holy Spirit now is in control of their lives. And so look what I put here. The Lord has called us. He goes on, he says, being under the check and the conduct of the spirit, we let the Lord call us. The Lord is my God in whom I fear. You know, when Paul heard this, who was he afraid of more? What he wanted or what God wanted? Okay. This was a time in Paul's life where God was like, who's going to be, who's going to be in charge? This is a time in Paul's life and Timothy's life about who's leading who? Am I leading you or are you leading me? <laughs> right? And so this is what this is about. You say, well, why would God stop from them not going here but to go there? Because you know why? Because he's God. And it wasn't that God didn't care about them. It wasn't that God didn't care about that region. God wanted Paul and Timothy to go to a different place. And they were willing to do it. And they were ready to do it. And so, you, so must you and I be. So must you and I be ready and willing to do whatever God tells us to do. Hey, God tells you to go help teach a class, help teach a class. God tells you he needs you to help clean the church, you're going to clean the church, cut the grass. God helps you to, to do something like that, you're going to do it. Sing a special. Whatever it takes, you're going to work, you're going to serve. You're not going to, you're not going to tell God, hey, God, I get you leading me and everything, but you just got to slow down, okay, man? I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Wait a second. Don't do that. That's trouble. <laughs> God, you need to slow down, God. What? Man, how many of us do that, though? And we need not to do it. God, slow down. Man, better watch out. <laughs> but we're guilty. All of us are guilty of that somehow. But this is what we need to learn. We need to learn that we need to fear God not and fear him. Look what the Bible says in, 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 uh, in Matthew 10. And fear them not which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, fear him which is able to destroy both your body and soul in hell. So there's a lesson to be learned about, about who's in charge. God tells us, don't be afraid of man. Don't be afraid of, of, of things people could do to you. Because God, God has the power to say yes and to say no. But be afraid of when it comes to the Lord and his word leading you and guiding you. Let God fear him. Fear him first. Fear him only, rather. Not just first. Fear him alone. Okay, look, at the, look what else I put there. The Lord is my head and my authority. We as believers, if we're going to let God move us and lead us, we got to learn about who's in charge. Okay, you got that? Do we know who's in charge? Okay, I hope you know that. Amen. And we ought to say Jesus. Amen. Okay, and I know young kids, mom and dad, they're in charge. But if you ask mom and dad, who's in charge of mom and dad? Jesus. So it all goes back up to Jesus. It all goes back up to the Lord. Our children, we teach our children. Yeah, listen, you listen to mom and dad. Listen, mom and dad are listening to, to Jesus. <laughs> We're listening to him. We're, so what I tell you, I'm telling you because I heard from him to tell you. <laughs> and that's the way it should go. And that's the way it should be. And so we're, we're letting him be the head and the authority. That's what Ephesians 4 talks about. Ephesians 4, 15, there in your notes. But speaking the truth in love, 
may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. The head, the, the authority. We're the body of Christ. Amen, right? You know that? We're the body, arms, feet. But Christ is the head. You can only have one head. Only one authority, one leader, one guider, okay? So, so we let God be the head. He's the authority. The Lord is, he's our wonderful Savior. Paul knew who, who had redeemed him. Remember when Paul, he would say, man, he, goes, he will go to cities and he will preach. You can never surprise Paul about your sin. You know that? Because Paul was, was, was the greatest sinner, he said, right? Because I used to kill. I used to persecute. Man, I, I, I was there when Stoven, when, when, when the, the blood of Stephen was on the ground while he was calling on Jesus. I was there just looking at him being killed. You know, I, I, that's who I was, Paul said. His name was Saul before, right? Remember that? It was Saul, and then he, God turned him into Paul, changed his name, changed his life. So you could never surprise Paul about your sins. He's seen it all. So this is why he had a wonderful Savior. This is why he had such a love for God, because God was a lover, a wonderful Savior that redeemed him and justified him. And this is why he knew Jesus changed his life. This is why he had a mission. This is why he had a goal. This is why he had a purpose, because Jesus had changed his life. Look at the verse there in your Bible there, in your notes, I'm sorry, in Titus 2.13. It says, looking for that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul was waiting and he's looking. Now he's resting, amen? Now he's enjoying. He's enjoying everything that you and I are going to enjoy one day. But he, but he was looking and ready for it. And so should you be. Every day we're looking and ready for the saviors. Every day we're like, the Lord, you lead. You guide. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to follow your instructions. And so we see that's what, being, that's what it means to be moved. That's what movement is. Movement is letting God lead us and God guide us, okay? Look at the third thing in chapter, we're going to move on to chapter 16 now, in Acts chapter 16. So look at verse uh, 14, Acts 16, 14. And there was a certain woman named Lydia. You've probably read this before, Lydia. She was a seller of purple. She was a businesswoman. She had her own business. She was a seller of purple, so she had materials, she had fabrics, all that fancy stuff. So she understood. She was an entrepreneur. Amen, entrepreneurs. <laughs> she was a seller of purple of the city of Titeria, which worshipped God. She was a worshiper of God. But look what the Bible says next. She heard us whose heart the Lord opened. And she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So what do we see here? We see a woman here that the Lord uh, appeared to. Paul was preaching the gospel. She already loved the Lord, and God helped her to see the truth, right? So here we see the dispending of grace by them under a divine guidance and direction. You know, when God leads you to somewheres, it's to help somebody else to see the truth. You know that? You're, where you go and, and the places you follow at, your jobs, your careers, even at the hospitals, the grocery stores, are those all by coincidence? No. Everything has a purpose. Even the guy who comes knocking on your door tries to sell you electricity. God brought that person there. You need to tell that person about Jesus. <laughs> I mean, just show them the love of Christ or something. 
right? Talk to them. Let them know, let them know something. Everything's, everything's for a purpose. And so here's Paul going and he meets this woman, Lydia, and God is the one who's leading Paul to help this woman. That's movement. If you don't speak about Jesus, then people are not going to know you believe in Jesus. If you're not sharing the gospel with somebody, then how can we expect someone to get saved? All right? If we don't tell our kids what is right, you're going to just expect them to do what's right all the time? No. How many times you had to, you had to be told by your parents to do what was right? A lot. <laughs> How many times did you have to tell your kids to do what was right? A lot. Because why? Because God uses your words. God uses your speech. God uses your testimony, your time, your talents to go and help other people. That's how we help people. And so here, this woman named Lydia, let's, let's go to the next page there, flip it. Her desire was already to worship God, but the Lord had already opened her heart. And so this is where we need to make sure that we're trusting that God will open people's hearts. How many of you guys like to tell people about Jesus and then people actually listen and hear and say, man, tell me more, right? <laughs> How many times does that always happen? It's <laughs> so-so. But, but God wants to lead us to people that are ready to worship God. God is not going to just only lead you to people who are hard-headed and stubborn. God's going to lead you to people who are ready to follow Jesus. And God expects you and you and you and you and me to be there to help them. Amen? He expects us to be there to help them, to coach them, to guide them. You say, well, I don't know very much about the Bible. <laughs> hey, you know something. Amen? You know something about, tell what you know. Parents. We didn't know very much about being a parent, but we got through it. We're getting through it, <laughs> right? And we learn, and we learn, and we learn, and we learn. When you, when, you, when you started driving your car, you took a test. That test tell you everything about driving? No. You figure it out, and you learn, and you learn, and you learn. Remember the first time I hit a car? I'm like, I didn't, rem I didn't study for this. What do I do about after I hit a car? <laughs> what do I do after I run into a curb or I ran into a ditch? It's like, man, it's like, why? You, you learn how to drive. You get better at it. Amen? How do you guys think you're good drivers now? Yeah, I know. Yeah. How many tickets you got lately? <laughs> What's your driver record look like? Let me see. What does the insurance say about your driver record? <laughs> right? But guess what we're talking about? We're talking about spiritual movement for God. We're talking about letting God move us to help somebody else out, to show we can help them to see the truth, to find Jesus because of you, because of your testimony. Has Jesus changed your heart? Yeah, he changed your heart. So you can could, you could help someone else and let them know about that. All right, let's look at our notes there. So, so she had a worship towards God. We see that's important, Deuteronomy 6, 5. God, the Bible says, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Right? We love God. He loved us first, so we love him with all our heart. Then we see, how do we do that? How do we worship God today? We worship him in spirit and in truth, the Bible says in John chapter 4. Those who worship God must worship God in spirit and truth. How many people know that? How many of your children know that? How many of, how many of your neighbors know that? That's how God needs, tells them to worship. What does that even mean <laughs> to worship him in spirit and truth? 
See, there's there's things that we need to be able to help ourselves so we can help others, right? So we can share this this truth with them. There's a song I love to sing. It, it, it's it, where he leads me, I will follow. It goes, I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. Take thy cross and follow and follow me. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I will go with him, with him all the way. And that's what it means to be moved. And that's what, that's what it's, a, it's a beautiful thing when God brings people together. When all, there's a Lydia, there's a Timothy, there's people that God says, look, I want you to take this person and take responsibility to bring them in church. I remember as a young Christian, I, I just started Bible college. So I'm young. I'm in my 20s. And I knew very little about the scriptures, but I was learning. I remember taking upon the challenge of bringing people to church. I, I, I kept a, a, a Suburban, an old 1985 Suburban. It was, it was, it was my joy. It was my, it was my, I loved it. It was awesome. Made it the best Suburban on town. Amen. <laughs> At least it was the best 1985 Suburban in Houston, Texas. <laughs> but you know what I did every Saturday and Sunday with my Suburban? Go visit people. Go pick them up for church. I didn't want to leave a spot empty in my, in my Suburban. We'll take a van. Our church has had 15 passenger vans, and there was this one guy who had a daycare who went to our church, and he owned a daycare, so he had about five 15-passenger vans. So every Sunday we would go and drive and park our car at his daycare and take his van to go pick up the kids, take them to church, take them home, go drop off the van. I mean, man, we did that every Sunday. Why? Because they were our responsibility. Who else was going to take them? God gave them to me. Who did God give you? Who did God give you? And who did God give who? See, there's people that God's given you to be responsible for. To be responsible to bring them to the church, to check on them spiritually, to help them to grow spiritually. That, that's, that's what God's given you. And we need to take that seriously. Amen. That's called movement. I mean, just thinking to say, well, somebody else would do it. Somebody else would do it. No, that's not movement. That's that's someone else getting the movement done. But you're not, that's not you getting the movement done. That's not you doing anything for God. God's called you to do that. And that's called picking up your cross and following Him. So the last thing we'll see here is the suffering. Go to, uh, go to verse 22 of Acts 16. Verse 22. And, and, and suffering, we see in this, in this scripture, God used the hardship to bring something good out of it. And God will always take your trial and use, if you trust him and you're looking to him, God will always take your trial and turn it into a blessing for his glory. Because look what happens here in Paul's life. Uh, Acts chapter 16 and verse number 20. Uh, actually, let's go to, uh, yeah, let's go to verse 22. Verse 22. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the masterites rent off their clothes, and they commanded to beat them. And when they had laid their stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas were complaining and crying. Is that what it says in your Bible? It says they were praying and they were praising God. Amen. What do you do in your trials? 
pray and praise. Amen? Remember that. Pray and praise. So they were praying and singing praise unto God, and the prisoner heard them. Huh, I wonder why. Because Paul wanted them to know, hey, our God is good. We love him. You could throw us in jail. I don't care. We love you, Lord. <laughs> and the prisoner was like, man, just, you know, probably calling them dumb. and Shut up. Quiet. Trying to go take a nap. Love you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praying, talking to the, talking to the Lord. He goes on and it says in verse 20, uh, 26, and suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands was loose. What just happened? God did a miracle. God provided for their needs. But look, that's not the end of the story. Verse 27, the keeper of the prison awakes out of his sleep. See, he was trying to sleep, huh? <laughs> he awakes out of his sleep, seeing the prisoner's doors were open. What does he do? He sees that the doors were open. He drew out his own sword, and he would have killed himself. You don't see that too much in the Bible. But this man wanted to kill himself because he was the prisoner and he was the keeper, and everybody, he thought, got away. Back in those days, the Romans, if you lost a prisoner, it was a life for a life. So he was like, man, I'm, I'm a dead man anyways. Let me just kill myself. That's what, he, that's what he was thinking. And so seeing that the prisoner was open, he drew his knife. He would have killed himself, supposing shall the prisoners have been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. The man shocked. What kind of prisoner doesn't escape when an earthquake breaks open your jail cells? One who believes in Christ. Someone who believes in, in that God's justice. They weren't there for a crime. They weren't put in prison for a crime that they did. They were innocent. So he knew that they, were, they had no reason to run in the first place. Right? Okay. So let's go on. And so verse 29, then he, then he called for a light. And he sprang in, and he came trembling, and they fell down before Paul and, Sarlet, Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy household. And they spake unto them the word of the Lord, and all that were in their house. And he took them that same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straight away. Wow. What just happens here? Well, here's what happens here. Our suffering, we can be confident that God is with us, and God is always honored when we have a testimony for him. When you keep a good testimony for God, you don't, you don't, you don't complain, you don't, you don't gripe, but you keep your faith and you stay faithful to God, God will always do something special. Look at your notes there. The Lord is greater than any trial. The Lord is greater than anything you're going through. Nothing is too bad, too wicked, too ugly that God's grace and God's love cannot help you with. Amen? Okay? Look what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities. And in the power of Christ may rest upon me. Because look, if when and if these hard times come because God allows it to happen, God's grace is sufficient. His power and his love is always there. I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's something to learn, isn't it, church? That's something that we need to learn and get 
that while we're moving for the Lord, there's going to be times in your life something might happen, a, 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 a misfortune, this might happen, or something might happen, you know, a friendship, a, 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 a hurt, a death. These things happen. But listen, don't lose faith. Keep your testimony, amen? Stay faithful to the Lord, and God will always do something, and there's always a promise, the promise of Jesus. Look at there, we're almost done. Here we see the love of Jesus. Just like Paul found the love of Jesus, guess who else found the love of Jesus that day? That prisoner jailer. Amen. It's all about, it's all about Jesus, amen? It's all about his love and his grace. And so that, that salvation could come to anybody who puts faith and trust in the Lord. The Lord could save you today. Put your faith and put your trust in him. Tell the Lord Jesus you need him right here, right now. Take a step of obedience with baptism. You haven't been baptized yet? You need to be baptized. You need to get baptized. You got to get that taken care of. Amen. And, and make it happen. Pray where you are to the Lord. Pray where you are. That day, Paul and Silas, they didn't have to go to a special temple. They didn't have to go run to a special city. They were able to pray right there in that prison or their house where they are. So can you and me. Wherever you are, I don't care if you're at Helmet Street Baptist Church. I don't care if you're in your house or I don't care if you're in a city jail. Wherever you are, you could pray to the Lord Jesus Christ and he will hear your prayers. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you, God. We give you the praise for today. Help us, Lord, as we follow you and we serve you, Lord, to have faith in you, to trust in you, to follow you all the way. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I wonder if, if the Lord spoke to your heart about your walk and your movement. And you said, Pastor, pray for me. Pray that my walk with the Lord will start taking some feet and my action. Would you pray for me? Would you raise your hand? Pray for me, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, Lord, you've seen our hearts, you've seen our hands. Help us, Father. We need your help every day, every single one of us. I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to be, to preach your word, to be a pastor. You called me here to help your people, to help your sheep, Lord. We're all your sheep, and we follow you, the good shepherd. If God spoke to your heart, church, would you pray where you are? We want to come to the altar if you want to come. Let me give you a few moments to pray and talk to the Lord, and we'll close our service.
Let's, uh, let's pray together. Father, we love you. Thank you again for the opportunity to hear your word so that we could draw closer to you. I pray, Father, that we will humble our hearts day by day, moment by moment, and we'll surrender to your leading in our lives. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. And thank you for your spirit that lies within us. Lord, watch over our families and our friends and our loved ones. Be with everybody here today. Bless, bless them, Lord, with, your, with all the blessings that you have to give us, Lord, with, with leading, with wisdom, with understanding, with patience. I pray, Father, that we will walk faithfully, trusting you. And Lord, continue to help our city and help our world to continue to turn to you, Lord. And may they repent and put faith and trust in your goodness. We pray for our fellowship afterwards, Lord. May that be a sweet time of fellowship and pray that we'll be able to reach out and check on our families and friends. Help us to see who you put in our lives that you, you want us to be to help take responsibility to encourage help us to see who they are and help us to help us to have movement for you lord we pray all this in jesus name amen and amen amen all right church well let's head over next door let's go i'm not sure when they're going to start uh but we just head over there wait for them if they're not ready god bless you guys Good service, brother. Thank you. See everybody later. God bless everybody. Bye. Hello. God bless you there, sister. You're interrupted. We had a wreck out in front of our house. Robin, you hope you're doing okay over there, sister. Oh, yes, indeed. Thank you. Give my dad a hug for me. <laughs> Oh. Amen. Trying to all right. Sister Emma, we'll see you later. Sis Charles, good to see you there, Charles. Robin, I think we lost you there. I'm not sure what happened there, Robin. Okay, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, we can't. There you go. What's that? <laughs> Hold on one second, Robin. I think it did. Hey, right. hi. God bless you, sister. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, she's right there. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good fellowship now and a wonderful Sunday. Amen. Bye. Love you all. Bye-bye. Okay, Robert. Bye-bye. Thank you.
There we go. That's what it was. It was low. The volume was low. 